Lockdown. Our daily podcast to keep you sane during the chaos. 21 days, 21 professionals to get you through the COVID-19 lockdown. Hello and welcome back to day 13 of lockdown and day 13 of our podcast. My name is Kirsten Farquharson and with me is the lovely Danielle Dutoy. Today we have a very special guest. Bianca Copeland is a registered ISTD Chiquetti ballet teacher and she has received her honours in drama and movement studies through the University of Pretoria. Bianca co-owns a dance studio at Redford House, The Hills, as well as works for two other studios, Rhythm of Hope Dancing and Beverly Aquisto School of Dance. She is also in the process of getting her Bassi Pilates qualification. Bianca has a YouTube channel called Bianca Jade Choreography. Her hope is that this platform enables you to make connections in your body as you perform movements, but also to connect people together. In the midst of a world pandemic where many of our countries are in lockdowns, let's keep connected whilst in isolation. And she does all of this without any remuneration. So that's definitely a resource that you can use and tap into. Bianca, it's so wonderful to have you here with us today. Thank you. It's so good. This is so exciting. What a pleasure to have you, Bianca. We are so, so lucky to have you. Tell us, when did you start dancing? I started dancing, it's, it's actually quite an interesting story, I started dancing quite late. Well, technically, according to ballet, you should start dancing at around three, four years old. But I decided when I was 14 that I needed a reason to get up in the morning. So I looked up ballet studios because I thought that could be interesting, something I was interested in. And the first time I walked into the studio, I was like, I found it. I found what I want to do. And from that day on, I've been dancing from 14. And I had an incredible ballet teacher who really, really encouraged us to just love who we were. It sounds super cliched, but she just encouraged us to love who we were and appreciate our bodies rather than criticize them, which is so different from the ballet world that I, was, I had a preconceived idea of. So that's kind of where my journey with ballet started from that background. And I think what I love about starting late is that a lot of people think that you have to start ballet or dancing in general when you're young. And one of my favorite parts of my job is I get to teach adult ballet and contemporary dancing. And these ladies, they come and they, they, don't, they don't really care that they started late. And they, are, and they inspire me by coming later on in life. I have a lady in her 60s that comes and has just started dancing because she just wants to move. And I think it's a real test to me that you, you don't have to wait to be a certain age to try something new. And you can just go with where, where your heart is wanting you to go in that, at that moment without it sounding a little bit all over the place. <laughs> so, yeah. Sure, it sounds like dancing has really helped you process through things, B. What, what has dancing helped you process, especially through this time of lockdown? I think what has helped me process it was to discover what I have in my hands. And is that. And I think 
a lot of what's happening at the moment is being quite out of control in our circumstances, which is so understandable. The way we do our work is different. The way some of us do work, we actually can't. A lot of service providers can't provide their jobs. Um, with, with teaching, dancing, you can't have that physical contact. You actually can't teach properly, or that's what I thought I couldn't. But what I discovered what was in my hands was to um, teach online and to offer some classes through Zoom, which is super weird, but it's a whole different and new technique of teaching, which is also quite exciting. And to teach over YouTube, and it's, it's super awkward, <laughs> but it's also, it's challenging because you, you're not actually thinking about yourself. You have to think about the other people who are potentially going to use it. And in that way of realizing that's all I've got in my hands right now, that's what I'm going to give to the, a greater community and hopefully encourage the dancers at home to keep dancing and to encourage anyone else who, who's wanting to stay fit because that's really, really helpful um, to, to be able to do that in wherever environment they, they are in, whatever they're doing. So I think what we've got in our hands is a great way to, to provide help for the, those around us. And we, we often think that it's just the nurses and the defense forces that are, that are helping and they are, they're at the forefront of it. But what if we, as the rest of the community and the rest of South Africa could, could become the back, like the back support, the people who come up behind our, of the people in the forefront and support each other and through supporting each other, supporting those in the front lines. Thank you, Bianca. That was incredibly inspiring. You know, so many people have had such a negative way of thinking about this lockdown. You're right. It has led so many people to feel very out of control and very helpless at the moment. It sounds like for you, reacting to this is with creativity. Can you speak more to that? Yeah. Yeah, it's been so encouraging to see how much we can use creativity, even in our, at our homes. I have the privilege of having a husband who works in design. So he's been getting me to do these, not getting me, like encouraging me to do courses. And I've been doing a, an online graphic design course through Udemy, which has been so incredible. And I've also been learning some other and design softwares that I can do at my home, which has been so cool. Which is also through learning these things, it's then me to think, what about how can we rethink the way we work? How how can we look at the situation and say, okay, this is what we've got now. We actually can't change it. It's what it is. But what if we could make it better? What and um, what if we looked at our circumstances and our work with in these circumstances and we looked at it with expectancy and um, rather than resistance and that's our choice as dancers we, we need to be flexible to meet the requirements of the demands of the form likewise I think with our skills and with our resources and our jobs how would we also become flexible to adjust to how our work is in this moment of isolation what if we rethought the way our systems are working what if we started rethinking education which is, hasn't changed for a long time, what if we started rethinking that, which, which makes me really excited. Um, because lots of kids are now experiencing schooling at home and a lot of creativity has come out of um, a restrictive place and uncomfortable places and repressive places. 
Ethel Fugard is an incredible playwright and he came out of a, an era of great suppression and a lot of resistance and he's a very well well-known playwright now and um, and I think we can we can all make a decision in the end to look at the way we what we've got what has been handed to us with resistance or with expectancy and at the end of the day it, it is a choice because we, we actually can't change our circumstances right now but we can change the way we work and we can change it for the better I think that's such a powerful statement in terms of empowering us to to recognize the capacity we have to choose and capacity to choose the way we think and to respond differently during this time instead of a place of reacting we get to choose how we respond and we get to do that with with great creativity Bianca yeah. what do you say are some of the practical strategies that people could use during this time to sort of implement some of the concepts we've been talking about I think what's really important and I've realized that more and more especially going into a time that is quite anxious and um, is taking time to meditate and i think a lot of people have that in the back of their mind because it's everyone talks about it like it's almost second nature but we don't often actually take time to do it and meditation is different for everyone i have started a ritual in the morning where i start rolling down my spine which means that basically just my knees are soft so they bent and i roll down head shoulders to the waist all the way to the floor and I breathe deeply and I come all the way up and that takes me out of a position of being anxious because I often wake up anxious I have quite action anxious dreams especially at the moment they they come up and you can't really control those but I can control how I step out of it so I don't have to be anxious for the rest of the day I can step out of that acknowledge okay I did have an anxious dream but now I can actually take my body out of the anxious state and then my mind will just come along with it. I think we all also respond to meditation differently. So some of us respond to smelling something pleasurable and that slows down our breathing patterns. Some of us focus on breathing and that slows it down. Some of us visualize forests or oceans and that kind of stuff. And it's all what, what works best for us. I don't think we can force anyone into a specific way of meditating. And some people love journaling. I love doing that. I've started a, a journal where it's the same every single day, so it's predictable. And it's in my control game. And I have three things I'm grateful for, three things I want to get done in that day, and who I'm going to have faith for that day. So it's allowing me to put onto paper what I'm grateful for. So it starts off the day acknowledging what I have and what, what I have to be truly grateful for and three things that I really can achieve and I can look back at the end of the day and tick them off and who I can have faith for for the, for the, for the day. I'm taking, giving it a bit of perspective so it's not all about me. So I think meditation is really important during this time to to really come back to focus on what is important and where head spaces can be a bit clearer and it's also really helpful to do it with people do it with like your partners or your family your children I think we actually all need this time of just slowing down our minds Bianca you're so right you've touched on something so valuable 
with regards to meditation and mindfulness and actually just coming back to remind ourselves of what is real and what isn't within our control, but also to be mindful of, of other people and not just about ourselves. I think that's such a helpful exercise that I might actually just steal that idea and do that. <laughs> I really like that. Um, a really helpful um, resource is this app called One Day One. Sorry, not One Day, Day One. And it's, I think it's only on iOS, but it's, um, it's a really helpful journaling app because it gives you templates, it gives you lots of things that you can use, and it's secure. You need your little fingerprint to access it, so it like, gives you a little bit of privacy, and it, it really structures it for you. I'm a person who really loves structure, so my day is structured to the hour, and so is my journal, <laughs> and it's really helpful. That is a good idea. What did you say the app was called? Day one. Day one. So there you have it. You heard it from the dancer herself. The app is called Day One. It's a journal app from Bianca Copeland herself. I'm going to be downloading that (laughs) after this interview. Can I add one last bit into it? It's something I've just been thinking about. What if we use this time to find out what inspires us, to find out what we're interested in? And what if we use this time to dig deep wells of skills and rest that could possibly sustain us moving forward? What if this time allows us to come back to, to what, is, what is our true inspiration? Because inspiration leads to motivation. And motivation does lead to a sense of direction. And direction, in the end, leads to purpose. So what if we came out of this time with a sense of purpose? Or even just knowing what we're interested in? And having this deep will instead of having something that's empty at the end but it's our decision we have to choose it sure how incredibly powerful is that and i think you know what has really stood out to me today is the impact of choice and the capacity we have to choose and again you're speaking on the capacity we have to choose to do things differently and to choose to make this time a meaningful time instead of an empty time and being mindful of how we fill our time, you know, this emphasis on mindfulness. And I think, you know, what you've said is, is really important. And I think what you've said is, is really meaningful. I know it's been meaningful to me and I'm sure it's going to have an impact on people in terms of also just, you know, instilling hope in people during a time where there's a lot of darkness in terms of shedding a light during this time and how that might look differently. Absolutely. I, 100% agree with you Danny and if anybody else would like to follow Bianca you can follow her YouTube channel at Bianca Jade Choreography that's B-I-A-N-C-A J-A-D-E Choreography and you'll get daily ballet tips and ballet classes on her YouTube channel for free thank you very much for for that Bianca that's amazing thank you thank you So that's it for us. We will see you next time on How to Mental Health Lockdown Edition. Stay sane, everybody. We'll check in later. See you soon.